boing, 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 boing. That's the spring of a new episode about to pounce to life. It's smart dribble time, everyone. Kurt Schneider here with my co-host. I'm John Ellenthal, and I can't believe after 170-some-odd episodes, you've never gone yabba-dabba-doo. Can you give me a yabba-dabba-doo? You got to wait till next week, John. You know what? I just think it's been a long time, and yabba-dabba-doo. All right, Kurt, here we are. It's good to see you. What's Gucci? Is that an expression that kids use these days? I don't know about kids, but I think people younger than we do use lots of expressions that that we are officially, capital O, officially out of touch with, which is... What's Gucci? What's Gucci? Just like, how are you? What's up? What's Gucci? What's good? But it's got to be about like Versace, Gucci, Prada, right? It does mean those things, but it's what it's turned into is what's good. It, it's a synonym for good. But if you say what's Gucci, it's like, hey, what's up? Which is why I said, hey, Kurt, what's Gucci? Are we allowed to use these expressions? What's Gucci? I don't know about allowed. We can do anything we want. We will probably look like a bunch of boomers. I tried we something do out it. the other day. I was out to dinner with my boys and I tried something out and they're like, you cannot say that. I forgot what it was. So it's that it was that I thought yeah. it was innocuous, but apparently there are expressions now that we can't say. And surprisingly, there's also expressions or words that we use that mean completely different things now. That's true. And I was actually with a bunch of my nieces and nephews a couple of weeks back, and they're all between 18 and 26. And I could barely understand the conversation. So it was at that moment I knew that we're now on the other side of all of this stuff. You know what we are? We're chuggies. What's a chuggy? Okay. Why don't we talk about what this episode is, and then we can get into that. Well, this episode is about the Urban Dictionary, which is something that I only became knowledgeable of or cognizant of about two or three years ago. Which is why you're a chuggy. Which has been around for a while, but it is unbelievable. When you delve into this Urban Dictionary, my jaw hit the floor. Yeah. A lot of the reasons your jaw hit the floor, we're probably not going to touch on. Because I've had to look there. Yeah. For a different episode, perhaps in a different podcast. But chuggy is anything that is considered uncool, untrendy, or people who deliberately stick to older trends. So we're chuggies. How do you spell that? C-H-E-U-G-Y. Pronounced chuggy. A lot of these definitions. And, and by the way, as I said, this whole episode's about Urban Dictionary. And definitions, but a lot of their definitions are mashed up words. Is that a mashup of you have to chew when you're old because you don't have teeth and G-Y because you're ugly? You want to know the derivation of chuggy? Because some of these things, they're mashups of two different words. All right. So it was coined by a woman who is now 23. But back in 2013, when I guess she was 13, she's a student at Beverly Hills High School. And according, so apparently she coined it. Uh, Her name is not available. Um, But according to the New York Times, chuggy can be used broadly to describe someone who is out of date or trying too hard. So I will send you that article so that you can learn more about Chuggy. 
Have you made up any words yourself, John, that have gotten into the vernacular? No, but I do consider that to be a form of immortality, Kurt. If yeah. you could introduce a word that somehow catches, because a lot of these people just say it in some random TikTok video or something. And because things, information does spread a bit easier than it used to spread. It is more possible than ever to introduce a word into the vernacular. Anyone who uses the vernacular is probably a chuggy. I've made up a bunch of words that have made it out there. And now I can't, of course, because I'm a chuggy, I can't remember any of them, except for this expression I did come up with a while ago, hopper wrapper. A hopper wrapper. I have no earthly idea what that means. Toilet paper. It's wrapper using the hopper. So hopper is another way to refer to the toilet? Yeah. So hopper wrapper is toilet paper. You wrap up what you put in the toilet? No, it's just another word. Hopper wrapper. It's just, it's like saran wrap. Would you consider yourself a textra terrestrial, Kurt? Textra terrestrial? That's right. Uh, that is someone who um, is likely a bit older yeah. and struggles. Truth. You know, is is alien to the whole texting thing. So since they don't text, they're extraterrestrial. They're uh, like an I alien do. to texting. In fact, John, I will admit this to you and to all of our listeners. I'm also, I do some shexting once in a while. All right. Sadly enough, I actually can figure out what that means because <laughs> it must be texting when you're in the, I'm going to cross my fingers in the shower. No, nope. I didn't think so. It's when you're dropping a deuce. Yeah. Shexting. And, uh, that's, texting uh, well, thank your you, friends. The, 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 the definition is texting your friends, loved ones, or even your annoying coworkers whilst taking a dump on the porcelain throne. Shitting plus texting equals shexting. That is well, the definition. You know what? Sadly, I was able to figure that out without knowing it. And I was surprised. I don't know many words in the Urban Dictionary, but there are a bunch of words that you and I actually know, like the word cougar is in the Urban Dictionary. And you know what a cougar is? Yes, um, I do. We also know the term crackberry because yeah. we used, yeah, and baby bump. I was comforted by the fact that there were some recognizable words in the English Dictionary. All right. I looked up smart drivel. Are we in? We're not. But drivel is... And drivel is long, boring, often meaningless rambling. We picked this name on purpose. Yeah. Because our conversations typically are filled with drivel. Accidentally, long, boring, we, and often meaningless. I wouldn't call them boring, but I would call them probably closer to trivial than significant. Well, Although we so do occasionally steer by accident to something that might sound smart or possibly on a really rare day be smart. I did right? come across one word, Kurt, that you and I would have been guilty of doing had we gone to college in a now as opposed to back in the 80s. A lot of these college lectures are now available online. So for students like you and me who may not have paid as much attention during the semester or trimester as many of our classmates did, you had a cram before the final exam. So there is this concept of watching multiple re multiple recorded university lectures at twice the speed in an effort to cover the entire semester. And that is called chipmunking. I don't know why it's called chipmunking. Do you have a theory? Alvin the chipmunk. <laughs>
talked very yeah. fast, didn't he? So maybe that's, oh, that's exactly what it is. Good for you. Really? It's got to be, right? That, that makes sense because if you're watching at 2X, that's what everything sounds like. That's my guess. Kurt, that's got to be it. There are also some other definitions of chipmunking I'm now seeing in the Urban Dictionary. Not I'm not going, going to include those, but it is <laughs> the act of speeding something up and the voice becomes very high pitched, like Alvin. Boy, you figured that one out. Well done, Kurt. I don't know much about chipmunks. I only know Alvin and the chipmunk. I think this one is hysterical that I'm going to give you. And I want to get your comments on it, okay? Yeah, I'm ready. This one, when I looked it up, had two definitions. So I'm going to give you both definitions. The second one, I think, is hysterical. Okay. Apparently, this is a word that the youths, youths use these days, John. Youths? Body booking. Body booking. What do you think that would be? Well, a book does open, so it could be opening the pages of the body. Or what? yeah, it could be reading the tattoos off someone else's body. Okay. Or it could be, I inadvertently, maybe you heard it, triggered Siri on my watch. Again, proving that I'm a chuggy. So body booking, that is making an appointment to have someone read your body. No. So I'll just tell you, and you are guilty of this more than anyone I've ever met. Oh my God. A person who constantly posts pictures of themselves while working out shirtless or in a bikini or in workout clothes with no sweat on their face could be compared to a douchebag workout if extreme. Body booking, where you just publish you publish a book about your body. Um, but the second definition is better. Oh, okay. God, there's more. The second definition is a hupper that's really good at scheduling her appointments. Excuse me. I got that one. I said someone who makes an appointment to come read your body. Well, a hooker's not reading your I was using the word euphemistically, Kurt. Oh. We're allowed no. to have subtlety, right? John. Get off the struggle bus and get on with it, would you? I know what the struggle bus is. So that's another word in the Urban Dictionary that we know. When it's just when you're just struggling, things aren't, you're stuck. Right? Yeah. When so, we were kids, that was the short bus. Well, that's not funny anymore. Although it's apparently, I according to your face, we were... still funny to you. No, I said when we were kids. Okay, but the short bus is a little different. That speaks to some sort of mental issue. Does struggle bus indicate some sort of condition or are you just stuck? The state of doing anything simple and struggling an inordinate amount with it tends to happen after a long period of time sans sleep. Okay, so it's different. It's not a perfect analogy. So even though you tried to suggest to our listeners that I post a lot of pictures of my body online because yes, of do. my workouts. You're a body booker. Yeah, I'm a body booker. Um, the truth is you are the one who has regular appointments with other men. Kurt is flexing for the folks who don't have the benefit of video. Are you going to be done with that soon? Okay. When we start publishing the videos of these podcasts on YouTube, that's going to be a great move. So you're the one who works out with a bunch of guys. My question to you is, do you go out for some protein after your workout? 
Is that a bunch of buddies going out and getting like a breakfast together or a shake? Directly after any bro workout. So you are the only one of the two of us that works out, that has a bromance and with your buddies and goes and works out. But if you have a meal right after, it's bro team. We used to do that. You and used to I, get bro team. Do I call them dude bros or just dudes or just bros or bra? You know, I have not seen you or some of those guys in a really long time. It's like all of you have gone brosama bin Laden on me. Hey, what does that mean? That's just a friend you don't see very much. They're always like hiding or in their house at their house. Really? You've gone a little brosama bin Laden on me. You're always like hiding in a cave somewhere. There's a lot when I went through the Urban Dictionary, a lot on like famous or infamous people that they're like, there's a lot about Mitt Romney. Oh, really? Yeah. The Mormons have a bunch of words in there. In fact, your son taught me one, which we're not going to discuss on today's episode. I think my favorite one that I found, and I'm going to give you the definition and we'll see if you can come up with it. Ready? Yeah. And this is a mashup. Anything that you keep, whether stolen or given to you from someone's house after you've slept with them. That would be a scrivener, Kurt. Yes. How did you know that? I came across that one. A scrivener. So it's like someone like grabs a magazine out of the person's house and takes it home. It's a scrivener. Yeah, but usually they're not taking a magazine. They're taking like whatever. The I'm just giving an example. I don't do this. I'm just giving an example. So obviously the world spends a lot of time on Zoom and Teams and all the video conferencing software these days. Have you ever noticed a colleague on a call starting to space out or even doze off in one of those meetings? Yes, it was Jeffrey Tubin, I think. Uh, he wasn't dozing off, unfortunately for him. It would have been much better for him in his career had he just fallen asleep as opposed to uh, what he was doing. In any event, um, I noticed that all the time. Anyway, that's called going screensaver. Why? So when it comes, because you stop moving, you stop oh. being animated. So you're just a static image. You've gone screensaver. I like that. I'm going to use that one. I'm going to use that one in some of my business meetings. Hey, so, you're going screensaver on me. So the Oxford English Dictionary. The right? Yeah. We've talked about this book I read, which I gave to you, which you didn't read, The Professor and the Madman. I am happy um, to have it, though. I think I gave it to you two or three times. By the way. I've enjoyed having it each time, <laughs> Kurt. Anyway, the the whole thing of the Oxford English Dictionary, when they put it together, was you had to submit, and the word had to have come for something else with a reference. The Urban Dictionary, because you're talking about that 13-year-old who came up with the word chuggy, has got to be, like there's a reference to it, right, of someone using it or coming up with it? Yeah. Okay. So I just think it's interesting that these people come up with these things. I think we probably have come up with stuff, and we were just lucky that no one heard us. You know what the acronym that kids use, especially on their texting these days, YOLO? You only live once. Do you know what the Urban Dictionary definition is of it? I'm a little nervous, but what is the Urban Dictionary definition, Kurt? No, this one's straight on. The dumbass's excuse for something stupid they did. That makes perfect sense. Yeah, I know. Uh, we, we've, we've claimed YOLO more than our fair share of times as uh -huh. a dumbass attempt to explain a dumbass thing we did. Yep, many times. You know, we were lucky. 
we were lucky though because when we did dumbass things, they weren't recorded by these ubiquitous um, cameras everybody has, which means it couldn't be published anywhere and basically get blown to Googleical proportions. Because Googleical proportions is when a private matter becomes so well known to the public that it can be looked up online. I love that. Googleical purport proportions. I it can't was blown say it. to Googleical proportions. I love that. You know what? Those gosh darn guys at Google, good for them. They became a verb first. Now they have Google Googleical. They've done well for themselves and they even introduced the word Google into the mainstream vernacular to use your term. Is that a takeoff on biblical proportions? I'm going to go with yeah or epic proportions. Speaking of which, this summer, because we are in the summer, it's like Old Testament. Talk about biblical proportions, the weather and stuff weather. happening. I'm waiting for locusts and barking frogs and all this other stuff to start happening. That's, that's the funny thing about existential risk. I'm not sure that's funny, but yeah, Sartre might be laughing about it, but I'm not sure a lot of other people aren't. I was just being pithy. Sartre did get the last laugh, I think. Which was what? Existentialism really caught on. And in fact, now we all have this existential angst. It's making us all crazy. But when he first was writing about it, people are like, we don't have time. To, we're working six days a week here and we got World War I and World War II. We don't have time to have existential angst. Yeah, we well, talked about existentialism and now it's all you can talk about. Be in the moment. Is it existential? Meta Wasn't that Descartes? I think, therefore, I am? No. That was a precursor to it, yes, but... We know. It was, but it was the antecedent, as we say, to existentialism. But it wasn't until Sartre really put it in that we got to it as a thing. So, I think, therefore, I am, is the first principle of Rene Descartes' philosophy. Yeah. And on it goes. Kurt, you figured out a definition earlier in this, po in this podcast, and I was pretty impressed by you. Chipmunking. Alvin, you know what I should have said when you figured that out? Well, I should have what? said, damn, Gina. Have you ever heard Gina. anyone say, damn, Gina? No. You, that's a phrase you use when you're either surprised by something or want to express approval. And I was really impressed how you figured that out. So I should have missed my moment to say, damn, Gina. Why Gina? Do we know? There's always a reason, Kurt. Damn, well, Gina. It's who was the first, the real Karen, right? I don't know that the world knows that, but I don't know. But I will get you the damn Gina, because I do think that comes from a specific place. When I miss a shot in tennis or paddle tennis, I say, F me, Agnes. Really? Why do you say Agnes? I don't know. You know so, what? I, my college you don't know why you say, say Agnes? My college roommate used to say it, and I think I just, I started saying it afterwards. So damn Gina dates back to Martin Lawrence, the television series Martin, which was like the mid-90s. Damn, the, Gina. The phrase refers to Martin's partner, Gina, who is described as his more level-headed, long-suffering, better half. So he used this expression to respond exasperatedly to Gina's criticism of her, or expectations, which were often quite reasonable. Anyway, it's and, similar to whoa. And we, like, whoa, I'm taken aback. Ralph Cramden did the same thing. To the moment, Alice. Damn, Gina. I like that right. one. I'm going to start so, using damn, Gina. Ready for another woman's name? means like, whoa. Okay. Damn. You want to give me another yeah. one? Yeah. Bye, Felicia. Yeah, that one's great. I have that on my list as well. So bye, Felicia, is basically when someone's leaving, 
but you couldn't care less about the fact that they're leaving. So you might say, bye, Felicia. Do you know where that one comes from? The real name becomes irrelevant because nobody cares what it really is. Instead, they're now Felicia. I right. got her linked by Felicia. It's just and like it, by Karen. The way, it's gender nonspecific. It's just like you think Felicia is gender nonspecific? No, when you're in a group to use that expression. So if a guy, if someone identifies as a male and has the he, him proteins pronouns, I was thinking of protein probably there. Uh, so you can just say bye, Felicia, and it works for, it's universal. If you were at a party, you're like, I'm leaving. I'll be like, all right, bye, Felicia. Yeah. So I will tell you where it comes from since you Because you're very... going back to body book. Oh, yeah. I, when I, I do need to post pictures of my body because with a body like mine, it wouldn't be fair to keep it private. I hope it gets a Google call at some point. So bye, Felicia actually is a line uttered in a movie by Ice Cube. It was a 1995 movie called Friday. Okay. And ice, they're, ice, they're in a scene and Ice Cube basically says, bye, Felicia, to someone whose name may or may not be Felicia, but I think her name was in the movie. I love how all these have specific references. It's like the Oxford English Dictionary, but it's the Urban Dictionary. So, Kurt, it is almost dinner time. And I don't know yet what my plan is for dinner, but I am thinking that maybe I'll go to Costco and just have a dinner of store d'oeuvres. Uh, you, you can figure what? out store d'oeuvres, can't you? I used to do that all the time at Costco. Sure. Did you really? You'd go have lunch at Costco by having no, a bunch of store No, but I take my d'oeuvres? boys when they're hungry. I'm like, come on, let's go. And I'm like, you can have everything. Go eat every sample there is. So why wouldn't you just take them to a proper restaurant or something, Kurt? Because I'm cheap, John. Mm. Store derbs quite obviously are the food samples that are being served at stores. But I think store derbs is a really good reference. Now, I have, we all have certain tenets in life that we believe in. Like I have certain things that I just, they're etched into me that I will always do of what you should do or shouldn't do. One of them, like I always go to weddings and funerals, no matter what. But one of the things that's stuck into me that I always do is when I'm at an event, no matter what, if there's a past hors d'oeuvre, I'm eating it. I do not pass up a past hors d'oeuvre ever. At no matter most, what it is, you'll eat it once. At most, I am going to have a party, Kurt, and I'm going to pass hors d'oeuvres, and I'm going to make you so sick, it's going to be fun. At most events you go to, the thing that people don't realize is the hors d'oeuvres are better than the dinner. When you order the dinner, it's, would you like your fish, veggie, or chicken? And I do like hors d'oeuvres. I like hors d'oeuvres. Yeah. Do you have a favorite hors d'oeuvre? I bet you it's like a scallop wrapped in bacon or something. I love that. Any, I was going to say anything with bacon is really good. I like tuna tartare. So I like basically, you know what my favorite one probably is? Deviled eggs. With paprika? With paprika, but not with celery or anything. Yeah, we so. discussed this. I don't like that crunchy. It's the wrong texture in that whole thing. On a recent trip I took, I had not steak tartare or tuna tartare but tomato tartare. It was like five or six different, incredibly fresh. I was, it was unbelievable. Unbelievable. I had that at a vegan restaurant in New York City. Okay, John, we have to wrap up. So I'm going to tell you, being on an episode like this, recording with you, I'm on a boat, man. I'm on a boat. I'm on a boat. You want to sing that for me? You know what that means? It means you're crushing it. Life is good. It's the most amazing experience of your life. A time to ride some dolphins, 
have some good time with mermaids and wear some flippy floppies. Which, well, thank you for that. I actually was on a boat recently and the song on a boat came up and everyone was singing on a boat and it was on a boat moment. It was everything lined up. And it, it is your ability to see our recording as an on a boat moment that I want to call you Ludwig von Quixote. <laughs> okay. Which We're is someone who's just someone who is someone with delusions of grandeur. So you got someone who's fanatical. They are a Ludwig von Quixote. If that's me, then I'm going to go do some body booking right now. If you were to do body booking, I would have to accuse you of being thirsty. Uh, like Martha Stewart. All right, we got to go. You want to know where thirsty comes from before we go? Sure. Mi sure. Well, it was, it's been around for a while, but it was, uh, it was in a number of hip-hop songs, and Missy Elliott's Chingaling was one that helped popularize it. So there you have it. You are welcome to listen to this anytime you want. It would not be considered ear, ear jacking, which is basically eavesdropping on a conversation you have no business listening to because we do this for our listeners. Kurt, you and I are old and out of touch, and this episode proved it, but I did learn a lot of things in the Urban Dictionary, and I learned a bunch of things that I will never say on a recorded medium that will be published to anyone who wants to hear it. And after this, I'm going to go put on a pair of Irish handcuffs, John. Oh, that's a good one. Explain Irish handcuffs. It's when a person is carrying an alcoholic beverage in both hands at the same time. I may go out for a walk, put in my headphones, listen to some music, and sing a cappella, which is when you're singing, listening to music through headphones. A cappella. I do that all the time. You, I, I can hear you singing a cappella. A cappella. All right, yeah. Kurt. Thank you. Thank you to all of our listeners. Kurt, I'll be back next week with another episode of Smart Drivel. Ciao, until, everyone. Until then, I encourage you to read the Urban Dictionary. Take care, everybody. Bye-bye.